I, I can't. I don't even know what to say. It's like I took a straw and put it in the frog's ass. All right, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to The Analysis. We're recording this on a Monday night. I'm here with Bob Panalone. My name is Matt Hayes. Bob, what's going on? Hey, Hazard, Mr. Hayes. What's going on, big dick on your car? Uh, <laughs> that's what they call me. Yeah, I didn't have any any, any great like one-liners, so I just kind of went with that one. Um, we got two episodes of Curb uh, since South Park was dark last Wednesday. Uh, we got last night's um, episode, The Accidental Text on Purpose, and then before that was Thank You for Your Service. <laughs> Uh, both, okay. both, both, both gems, in my opinion. Um, I think they were a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Cause like the whole not gang to play the encore before we, you know, that's do the set list, not but... to bury the, yeah, lead. we liked it moving on. Yeah. Not to but... bury the lead, but, um, I mean, Richard Lewis, Funkhauser, they're, they're playing big parts. It's let's start with, um, thank, thank you, you for, for your, your service, service. which go chronological here, uh, which is just so great. Right from the beginning where you're, he's like, you know, with three people, thank you for your service. Oh, yeah, thank you. And you're like, yeah, I, I didn't need to say it. You are a true hero. Thank you for your service. I just, I can't. Hey, say, nice I, to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? Good? All right. Uh, so we're done with the fatwa for t- the time being, it seems like. And he's back to. Yeah, we put the fatwa away for a little bit. Fighting social injustice one minutia at a time. Of course. Of course, at every movie theater and every restaurant he can. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, this was a lot of fun. Um, uh, just because it's, it's, that moment was very rang true where it's just, it's just not something I could say. It's I, I it's like, thank you for your it's service. It's not a requirement. Yeah. Or is this something that he, he can't bring himself to, to say? Yeah, this, this had a lot of, man, Larry is, is peak Larry to some of this stuff, but especially, because we start off with him with the window in in the parking lot servant, and mm-hmm. yeah, know, the, the the talking the too long conversation, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the guy talking about his cable, which is something my dad frequently does to me, where he'll just ramble on and on about the nuances of his cable, and it's like, oh, you shut the fuck up. But then, uh, then they get into the restaurant, and the guy shows him the picture of his child his newborn baby nah, it looks a little asian <laughs> Larry. <laughs> like I, I get it you know you you, you know you, you speak your mind you wear your heart on your sleeve however you want to phrase it but i i just don't see any circumstance where even the most outspoken man would go his son looks a little asian yeah it's it's so uh, outside the bounds of what's acceptable um yeah it's completely out of left field but uh, I mean, I, I saw kind of the, 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 I saw it coming a little bit. Did you, where, you know, he, he was definitely going to, the, there was definitely going to be something involving the other guy. Well, yeah. Cause you know, these plot lines are tying back in at the end. And so you have this, him with this meeting with this higher up in the club and this oriental room and this whole, yeah. ambiance. you're like, oh, okay, this is probably going to go somewhere. Right. Well, like why would you why would you say the baby looks Asian unless you're insinuating that it's not the guy's actual son? <laughs> and that's what he's that's the guy is onto it right away. Yeah, are you yeah, trying yeah. to say something? What are you what is, yeah. what is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Right. It's just like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's like what what's the term he uses or something. Yeah. 
That's it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, so so the the Civil War reenactment bit. I mean that, that that's where we got into some really high quality uh, production values there. Yeah, I was impressed with the war scenes. Larry looks like just a damn fool. <laughs> well, just well, what would you think about your your buddy Sal's English accent? Since you are yeah uh, very specific on your English accent when they're having the Cockney versus what 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 was your opinion in there? Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, whatever. It's it's kind of silly. Oh, when the the guy the the check in guy who's like yeah. <laughs> next yeah. weekend, Larry is a huge weekend. Yeah, he had a big audition and he's got uh, oh no 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 because he's playing the British the British soldier. He's yeah, British soldier and he's, he's working do on the, his the accent and Larry. Accent. Yeah, it was a little rough, but I mean, it's supposed to be funny. So <laughs> I I it's I, supposed I to be terrible. I mean, I I hate when people try to uh, you. A good way to get me annoyed is to to do a on purpose bad English accent, or just to. Try. I do them all the time for you. Yeah, it's just it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's very. For those listening, I I constantly try to shit on England as much as possible, just because you know, just like anything, if if someone truly loves something, oh, yeah. as a good friend of them, you have to shit on it as much as possible. People are always shitting on Detroit or the Lions or anything I love. Leonardo DiCaprio, they know that I hate Mark Wahlberg, so they'll bring him up as much as possible. Just you know. People don't Gen- shit on me. General Rick. People try to shit on him to me. <laughs> well, that's different. Because so, you, anyway. you, you open that up. Um, yeah. What's, uh, yeah. So they, it was I'm, I'm tr- I guess I'm blanking on sort of maybe the highlights of the episode. Well, then he, okay. So if I can refresh your memory, the, the one of the, the B plot is the male lady who is played by the same chick that was on the league, your show, the league, Kate. Oh, the mail lady, yeah. Yeah, so she's delivering the mail, and Larry has this ridiculous bit where he's trying not to offend her, but tell her that her his mother at one point wanted him to be a mail carrier because it was a job he would be able to, to do and stay employed in. <laughs> not saying there's anything, you know, easy about your job. It's just they thought it would be something I could do and, you know, so hold a job down. So in the mail ladies in, in Brooklyn used to dress up in their their Jewish dresses to hit on the mailman. And, and then he ends up asking her out and then he takes her to the movie theater and she wants a ton of snacks all dumped into the popcorn. Uh-huh. Uh, very much uh, the uh, whiplash scene. Remember the scene with Paul Reiser and his son and whiplash uh, where the kid, he puts like a bunch of candy in the, in the popcorn. It's like a really random scene. I and guess the kid I starts don't. picking around it, and Paul Reiser's like, "Don't you like to eat the chocolate with the popcorn?" He's like, "No, I pick around it." And he's like, "I don't even fucking know you." <laughs> um, so anyway, so they they do something like that with with where she wants to dump all the candy in and make it sweet and salty. Don't mix the sweet and the salty. Get salty and sweet. You know, so it's just a little minor Larry bit. But then uh, she goes into the theater before him. He's getting all the snacks prepared, and then he's wandering in the theater as the movie's starting screaming her name so and george it's like the straight beckon, out, straight yeah well that's what seinfeld. i was gonna say is yeah seinfeld seinfeld used to do a couple movie bits with george sneaking in behind the screen and then well it was it's in season four uh which is one of my favorite episodes uh called uh i think they the movie or something they, they all they movie all phone to... was it the movie phone no Welcome no to movie phone they're all just a try... different episode yeah no they're all just trying to see the same movie um and uh they end up uh 
George gets in line at the uh, ticket holders line instead of the ticket buyers, so they don't get tickets. So they got to go to like a different theater, and then it's like all this cat and mouse, so, like before cell phones. So like you know, mm-hmm. someone's got to wait there with the tickets and blah blah blah. Anyway, so they all end up going into the wrong theater, and George is back in the theater where everyone's left. And he's trying to find Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, the- Jerry. Shut up! <laughs> shut up, asshole! You shut up! Yeah, yeah. I know my so friends here. What do you want me to say? <laughs> so there's there's other Seinfeld bits where there's the one where uh, George and George's dad, or maybe it's George's dad and Kramer, they find a way to sneak into movies for free. They like sneak in behind the screen and then like find an empty seat. Do you remember that one? Uh, no. Okay. And then there's an there's the uh, there's also the movie phone where Kramer Kramer. Gets the number yeah, his, his, his uh, lines get uh, crossed, so then he just takes on the role of the movie phone guy for some reason. <laughs> that's, yeah, just for fun. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. Why don't you just it's tell home. me what number? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so Larry's Larry's always had his observation you know, observations about theaters, and uh, we got to live a little more here in Curb. Yeah, uh, it's funny that these women keep going on dates with this guy. It's... These uh, very attractive women keep wanting to have sex with Larry and Jeff. Well, but, hey, that's Hollywood. That's fine for the like the plot or you know frame the show, but um, it's just like this mail carrier has this insanely awkward interaction, and then how does he turn it into a date? Because like Lips they, it. they just kind of it's his mansion. Yeah, I think the mansion probably helps for sure. Mm-hmm. But they they just kind of yada yada over the whole uh, getting the date. But anyway, uh, and then he tried to what hit the reset button on their relationship. Yeah, he and just then... wants to go back to the carrier uh, mail receiver relationship, which <laughs> uh, like like the window that can't be rolled down, you can't go back. You can't hit the reset button with the parking lot attendant, and you can't hit the reset button with the mail carrier. No, so he pisses both of them off, uh, gets himself put on the list where he's not allowed back into the club, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, not to mention the. Um, the, the bit with the thank you for your service. So he's got to, he's got to try to make nice with Sammy's fiance, who's played by Tom Hanks's son, one of Tom Hanks's sons. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not Colin Hanks. It's like the loser. And that, that information actually was given to me by my mom, the friend of the pod, Murray Kovac. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, do you know that that's uh, Tom Hanks son? Just, you know, in case you need to bring it Which up. one was the, was Tom Hanks's son? The, the son, the fiance, Victor. Oh, the guy that the guy that was going to war. Yeah. Oh. Well, the guy had come back from war. And yeah, then he, yeah. Larry takes him to the reenactment. That's one of Tom Hanks's kids, apparently. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got a little bit of trivia. Um. Okay. Well, then we got uh, the accidental text on purpose, which was last night's episode. Um. A yes. Forty-minute episode. I actually didn't realize I had missed ten minutes. Um. Because like, uh, <clears throat> and so I had to go back and rewatch it just now. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, the longest episode since the premiere, and I forgot the premiere was even a, a long one. Um, I didn't even realize. Yeah. But this one was so funny. Um, so and, good. Uh, everything with like just just him having to him pissing off all the girlfriends of of uh, Richard Lewis and Funkhauser was great. Yeah. And, he how many how many Richard Lewis's relationships? You know, yeah. With he, the honeys. <laughs> with, that was such a great bit. Well, now we got to take her out to. Yeah. Hey, now uh, we have honey, to take her honey, out and can call I, can everybody get honey. A menu here, uh, honey. Honey, can get her a, a chair. Okay, thanks, honey. 
And then Larry ends up meeting up with her at Marshall's to try on pants, which we know is just an absolute nightmare waiting to happen. And he gets another accidental erection. Kind of like when his pants in one of the earlier seasons, when his pants look like they had an erection and he's got to try to convince Cheryl's friend. No, it wasn't you. It was the pants. I know when yeah. it's real. Yeah. So this one yeah. was, it, it wasn't her, <laughs> but he actually did have an erection, but it was from the Sophia Loren video that uh, Leon sent. Just the whole interaction at the dinner table, that, that whole scene was great. When when you put Larry in a dinner party scenario, it's always gold. Yeah. Just like, was this this tap water? That was just terrible. (laughs) And then everyone hates it, but... uh, Then the woman he he thinks is... uh, um, Richard Lewis's uh, date is like... He thinks is turned on by his stance on... Or his water stance. (laughs) She did kind of seem into Larry for a while. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm surprised when when the erection bit goes south. She wasn't into it. it. Yeah, she wasn't into it. I was like, oh, really? You're fun. I thought you were kind of into it. When she stands there and he's got to slowly take down I know, his pants. I know, the look, and the so look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like a four-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, the looks in this episode were, were brilliant. Uh, and then yeah. and then we get the classic, uh, the peering into the people he thinks is are uh, mistrustworthy. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, which the, is the... always so absurd. And yes, he gets the so people close. He met in coach. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As and, if that would ever play out like that in real life. But yeah, so great for this as show. If he, if, as if they would crack under this sort of wordless <laughs> interrogation, <laughs> or he'll he, <laughs> he'll uncover okay. some truth that you know, staring into their eyes. I've been clocking you all night. You have not gone to the bathroom once. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, there were some great bits on here, but remember when it, when F- Funkhauser finally breaks down, he's like, okay, it's like I put a straw on a frog's ass. <laughs> it's like putting a, a straw on a frog's ass. It's the worst tasting water I've ever had. I want to, I want to barf when I just think about your water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that chick was so pissed the whole time. She was always holding that knife trying to stab Larry. Uh, man, I love when Funkhauser loses it because you never see it in his eyes. He never blinks. He's just, he's just like it, the same emotion, except he just gets louder. There's no, there's no eyebrow movement at all. Multiple times, Larry's friends tell him that they've chosen their new girlfriend over Larry because yeah. there was an ultimatum, and Larry's like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it. Whatever. Fine." At this age, you were too old to be throwing away opportunities for women that want to have sex with. Yeah. Them. So. And then uh, his battle with the um, wash me what c- car vandal? Yeah, it was just a you know a little B thread or a C thread there just for fun. But yeah, wash me. No, you wash me, um, bald asshole. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and then he drove by the kids. The kids are loving that. There's yeah, bald oh, asshole. Blow me. Yeah, blow yeah, me. Blow me. Blow me. And he rolls up to that like dinner party with the big cock on the side it's so fun he had just but had that's the, uh, after the erection yeah that's after the erection <laughs> oh man why is this pervert now showing up with a cock on his car i love uh, that yeah oh uh asshole. uh i almost forgot my um my my the biggest laugh of that's bit was uh with richard lewis <laughs> when he goes goldfish would commit suicide in this water <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one um yeah. but yeah that's um that's great yeah the 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 jokes on the water were great um 
Have you ever tried a accidental text on purpose? Um, I'm trying to think about it. I mean, it's definitely I. I think so. I I can't remember a specific time, a, a specific though. It's not a very great story right now for live radio. But you no, know, I mean, how about you? I don't think so. I mean, I think I um. Actually, I don't know. I feel like I've tried it. I have no idea what it was for. Um, oh, I, I've definitely like, I definitely gotten a text and not wanted to respond to it or waited for a while, and then just kind of try to play it off like I never got a text or like I'll I'll send a text like way late, but as if I was responding in the moment, and they'd be like, "What? Did you just get that?" Like. Yeah, but Jeff's is way too obvious to where it tips off Susie and she ruins it for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, um, I mean it is pretty. Yeah, I mean they're all super obvious. But no, I mean that, I love now that now that I know how it's perfected. I love that they all think they it's genius be. too. Like they all think it's <laughs> brilliant. They literally call him brilliant. The doctor yeah. does on the court, and then the doctor uses it uses it against him. Um. <laughs> The uh, the doctor coming over to ask Larry uh, emergency comedy, um, yeah, uh, comedy emergency when he's crawling on the floor because like some guys used his jokes, just used his his golf joke. <laughs> You're not gonna heed the comedy call. No, you didn't heed the call on the airplane. Heeding the call, but I've actually I've that's that's happened to me before uh, when I was doing my stand up in Chicago. And I had won a little competition to open for the next weekend's headliner, which was uh, he was a, he was a pretty pretty good comedian. And I was about so there was the MC goes up to start the show, and it was right after Halloween. And I had all these jokes just randomly about Back to the Future, and I had gone with my roommate Mike Hammond as Doc and Marty from Back to the Future like that previous weekend, and Hammond was sitting in the front row. And the MC goes, he, he, I can hear him backstage, and he's like asking people, he's like, hey, what'd you go for, to Halloween as? And it was Hammond that he asked. And so he was like, I went as Doc Brown from Back to the Future. And this comedian's like, oh, Back to the Future. And he like j- launches into five solid minutes of Back to the Future, just like off the, like off the cuff, just killer Back to the Future jokes. Wow. And he's like, hey, now give it up for Bob Pantalone. And I had to come out, and I was like, I've only got fucking Back to the Future <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I had nothing. I was just panicking backstage, like talking to the other comedians. I was like, you guys, just should I just go do the Back to the Future shit? Or what should I fucking do? So No way. Yeah, it was, uh, I had a little bit of, I, I felt for that. that Why did uh, you have, doctor oh, there. you had, because Hammond was there, like as a plant, well, or he wasn't a plant. He was just there to see the show. But he happened to dress up as Back to the Future the previous weekend, and just with audience riffing the MC. No, I know, but like, 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 why had your act been all about Back to the Future? Oh, just because I just had a bunch oh, of Back okay. to the Future. All right. <laughs> you know, that's you uh, know that's actually very similar because I'm I'm watching Detroiters right now. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. almost done. And um, everybody is Sam Richardson, yeah, and Tim Rob, Tim Robinson, Tim Robinson yeah, friends of the podcast. Sam is definitely uh, kind of the star of that show. Tim gets on my nerves. Oh, he is. But th- okay. there's there's this bit. There's like this this new guy on SNL. He's like the black fe- featured actor. I forget his name, but he's on Detroiters, and he's a stand up in the show. And um, the whole thing is that like Tim's gonna come because Tim is uh, married to Sam's 
sister. So they're all, all okay. three of them are supposed to come. It's like, it's very important that you be here, blah, blah, blah. So it's his wife's friend or whatever is the stand-up. And uh, they're, they're late on a shoot and they can't come. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And they're late because they can't get uh, Keenan Michael Keel to do this commercial <laughs> with this guy in a gorilla mask or a suit. He gets too afraid when the guy... Uh, you'll go ape for our prices and this ape jumps in and for like 300 takes he, he, he keeps freaking he freaks out. out i know it's not a real ape i know it's not a real ape anyway so so they don't go to the stand-up <laughs> show and the guy like comes out he was like hey, hey guys um you know what i hate it's white guys married to black girls i mean like look at this guy right here. and it's an empty chair <laughs> it's like it's a his entire bit was going to be based off of riffing on Tim, who doesn't show up. He's not even there. <laughs> He's not there. And then it just completely snowballs. Um, so that, that's pretty similar, man. Um, uh, speaking yeah. of SNL, I guess we'll close the door on Curb. It, two great episodes. Yeah. I loved the Funkhauser stuff on the... It's like putting a straw but frogs yeah. ass um everyone got some great lines in there um very funny oh uh, also yeah the just the looks from larry were great but anyway so snl larry david hosted on saturday you haven't seen it but it's i did on the am radio today hear the holocaust jokes which are yeah going viral now uh i mean his opening monologue i mean it, it's uh, it's, we're living in a very touchy PC culture, but it wasn't a very good monologue. It was pretty weak. And the, you know, making jokes about the Holocaust, whatever. I, I don't, you know, nothing is off limits in my opinion, but if it's good. Well, that opening monologue is where these, you know, especially a comedian that's that's not afraid or, you know, they, they really test how much they can shock the audience. Like Louis C.K. has been doing it his last few times where he'll he'll tell some borderline yeah know, some racial material of at least course, be like, of ah, course. you guys good of course yeah but you know then you'll be like oh that hurt we got through it everybody all right like yeah. i was able to do it and then we move on to the show so i think larry kind of took up after that and they're, they're cut from a little bit of the same cloth but yeah and you know he's jewish so he's got the because he also was doing the with with the sexual harassment stuff and talking about how all the guys happen to be jewish so. yeah weinstein takes it out not a headline I'd like to see. I want. I want to be a good Jew. Yeah, I mean the whole thing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I found myself very obsessed with women, but I I was wondering, if I was in the Holocaust. Do you think I would still look at the women? I would. I, I, I would. I would. But then, of course, <laughs> there are no good opening lines, at at uh, you know at a, at a mm-hmm. Holocaust camp. <laughs> so how's it going? <laughs> yeah, they treating you well. Yeah, it's just not that good. Uh, the episode though was solid. Um, he uh, he does this great. Well, he brings back Bernie Sanders for the solid Priceline sketch, and then there's this thing towards the end. I was kind of <laughs> zoned out at the the setup of the premise. Um, it's like Larry in this hilarious black wig, and he's like hosting this party for his girlfriend, who's like some like trashy singer <laughs> it's just like a guy ca- a buck dancer wig uh not a buck dancer actually like he actually looks good it's like black hair it's all slicked back um okay. if you remember the last time he hosted um oh god i don't remember the name it was like it was at a police shooting range okay. and then remember like they were like ah i'm gonna kill you oh shoot him and then it was like uh larry was like i forget his name but he was like this really ambiguous 
kind of just party guy. <laughs> I'll have to look that back up. It was great. But anyway, so this sketch was, um, he's just saying all these absurd, he kept breaking. He couldn't keep a straight face because like, he's like got this like cigar and he's like, he's this drink and this trashy uh, girlfriend. And I don't know. That was a really funny, okay. funny scene. But um, yeah, overall, uh, I thought he did a nice job. Pretty solid up. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, just kind of stumbled at the monologue. Do you think, speaking of SNL, do you think if, if if a miracle would have happened and Bernie would have ended up winning that Democratic nomination and the presidency, do you think he would have stuck around and done Bernie like Alec Baldwin's done with Trump? No, not to that degree. I don't think he would have made himself as available. I, I was su- as available weekly. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised he did it as often as he did during the, you know, during the camp campaign. Well, because like you know, he's yeah. I I wonder how much he's out in New York. I think Alec Baldwin lives there. Larry yeah. definitely. I've seen Alec Baldwin walking the streets. Like I bumped into him before. Yeah, in New York. Yeah, I think we a little, you know, just a little name drop for you. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, he probably would have turned them down uh, on a fairly regular basis, but he would have done a few. You know, he would have been like, ah, oh, let's, mm-hmm. let's let's wait till I, uh, I'll host, I'll host, I'll do the Bernie stuff. I don't think he'd be doing it like yeah every week. Yeah, well, because like it's different, right? Because with Trump, I think Alec Baldwin feels like he has like a sense of service to bring this man down or or something. I I feel like yeah, Bernie's like a little more like let's just hand it off to a cast member and and let them. Even though Trump is such a character that I'm sure everybody at this point has an impression, you know. Uh huh. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Interesting thought, at least. Yeah. All right. Well. uh... I guess that that's about it. Um, so next week's curb is Larry with a one star rating on Yelp or um or Uber, sorry, Ooh. which uh, I think uh, none of us are Uber ex- uh, surprised right. by. Nope. And so yeah, we got some curb. I South Park should be back. I did finish real quick to see if we can get this in. I did finish The Wire, and so now I've officially watched the three top shows on. Rolling Stones' hundred best TV shows ever list. Yeah, so have you taken a look at this list? So the list came out in two thousand fifteen, right? Or sixteen, maybe. It came out uh, uh, September twenty first, two thousand sixteen. So, and then this year they did the hundred or the hundred best movies from two thousand to now, and Mulholland Drive won that. But so the top three shows were Sopranos one, then The Wire two, and then Breaking Bad three. I still have The Wire as my favorite but have you taken oh really yeah yeah i'm did i say the wire i meant breaking bad breaking bad is my favorite show of all time um it's hard to have a number one i i some people consider deadwood up there and yeah i mean just hbo is just crushing the top 10 i i've i've watched sopranos have you yes yeah i have actually the full sopranos on box set right now which is useless because no one watches dvds anymore but i have all of them um yeah i mean that definitely it, it the rolling stone article makes a gr- good point because it kind of sopranos kind of set the bar for what you can do on tv now that's a and good that, point I think and without sopranos forget, like, there's no breaking bad that's for sure number four was Mad Men, which is and then five seinfeld's five simpsons six twilight zone seven saturday night live is eight speaking of saturday night live all in the family nine and then ten is daily show which is cool that uh Daily shows on there. Yeah. Your Game of Thrones there, number 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 
that will rise if they do an updated list? Probably. 2016. So it was about it was about a over a little over a year ago, a year and a month ago. Okay. Well that Herb's number cool. nineteen on here. Herb's yeah. in front of Cheers. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Larry uh will if he ever got his Ted Danson. Yeah. Get his get, finally got his come up on over Ted Danson. What I love is that Eastbound and Down is number one hundred. Yeah, it's not it like out. an arbitrary. <laughs> it's not just like you know, eighty nine or ninety three. Literally the last name on the list. But I God, I loved the first two seasons of that show so much. I still need to watch it. Have you watched? You have you been keeping up with uh, East or not uh, Vice Principals with your buddy Goggins? No, I haven't uh, tapped into season two yet. Again, I'm God, still you, uh, watching. You, it's so sad because it's the character you were born to play. His his buddy Russell. It's the man is it's it, it, the all the comparisons to you are just spot on. Uh, the guy is looks just like you, uh, slightly effeminate, <laughs> just <laughs> hey, just southern <laughs> southern turd maniac. Uh, God, he's so funny. He's actually my favorite character on the show. Yeah, I well, so you started up season two. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost done. It's got one more episode left. It's only nine episodes. Oh, okay. So it's and it's it's okay. It's it's the the first season's probably better, but man, Russell, the character of Russell is just an absolute lunatic. I love it. And uh, Walton Goggins is a great guy. Um, yeah, I, uh, he used to come into this taqueria I'd work at, and yeah, when, when someone told me. And like you, you know, you look like Walton Goggins. I was like, who? Um, and he was just on Justified at the time, and now he's since blown up. You know, he's been on, been in the yeah, he did all the Django. Tarantino stuff, yeah, and he and he did the the Hateful Eight. So like, yep. just a great actor, and I'm, I'm excited to see what else he could do. Kind of reminds me of like a Sam Rockwell kind of guy. They probably go out for the same roles. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm also, oh, I'm also into Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is great. I mean, Moon's one of the uh, a solid unsung film, uh, as well as many others. And um, yeah, what's so Simpsons was what six, Seinfeld seven. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of the list. Yeah, it's a solid list, and it's I mean it's so hard to do that. Yeah, people under- love lists though, man. And especially if you get a you know a team like Rolling Stone together, they're probably gonna put together someone. I I really need to go back and rewatch Sopranos now that I'm you know because I say Breaking Bad is my favorite show, but. I also, I mean, that show Sopranos came out when we were in middle school, kind of bled into high school. So, I mean, we're we're somewhat adults or, or kind of coming into adulthood. But I'm sure there's a lot more in there now that I'd appreciate, you know, in my 30s that you know I couldn't necessarily when I was 15 or 16. Just kind of like, oh, it's kind of a cool you know, mobster crime show. Yeah. When did you see Sopranos? I saw it. You know, we would watch it at my house when I'm, I'm pretty sure we were in high school. Oh uh, yeah, I I I hadn't I didn't touch it until a couple of years ago. No. Oh, oh you just oh so you just watched it so you probably yeah. what did you think did you you probably appreciate it more than I was able to not that I didn't like it I definitely recognized its greatness I just probably not as much as I could have. Yeah, it's great. It's just, it's like you know just the writing and the the acting is so next level. It's it, it's like the reason The Wire is great. It's the reason all those top shows are really great. Okay, yeah, um, so it was 99 to 2007, so there was three there was three seasons in there when, when we may have been in college, so. Yeah. 
at one point i mean at that point it's like you know kind of it's too far gone you know mm-hmm. you yeah. missed it um but seinfeld over simpsons i wonder i was thinking about because i think seinfeld seinfeld is the i mean to be in the top five as a sitcom so that 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 checks in as the first sitcom um and i think that's that's fair mm-hmm. um and like yeah simpsons i think it's every year they These do are so shitty season out. yeah yeah, the, the the more and more Simpsons goes on, almost like the less weight it should have in the show. But you also they're also giving shows credit for really long having really long histories and and on air run times. You know, because SNL's on there. There's been a lot of terrible seasons of SNL, but mm-hmm. you know the fact that it's been going in such an institution for so long. Lost is on here, thirty nine. Wow, all the way up there. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to kind of look at it, but uh, it's by no means definitive. I, I really, I really think Mad Men is overrated here, though. Four of all time, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Wow. I mean, people really loved it. Yeah, I think it kind of went when it, it kind of lost its groove for two or three seasons, and then kind of found it with a finale. Here's Deadwood. Yeah. Deadwood is one step ahead of Friday Night Lights. That's a show that you've referenced a few times already. I love Friday Night Lights. I'm definitely the first season. It's great. Clear, I also, clear I also eyes, think it's funny that the, the, the Office UK is number 21, but then the American Office is significantly farther down on the list. I think it's in like the 60s. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems right. A remake is never going to... Pro was great on that show. Anyway. Did you watch, did you watch the UK Office? I, I've, I've only watched a few episodes kind of sparingly. I never watched them succession i probably should have yeah so all right you're a big english turd big gervais guy so final thought on uh, on the wire do you do you rank it pretty up there in the top three it was a great show i'm really glad that i got got it and i have a reference level now when people talk about it it for me the whole show uh omar makes the whole show worth it i thought he was fantastic uh i thought his 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 character was you know very captivating intense had lots of layers with stringer bell was was cool knowing what idris elba is capable of i still wish they would have given him a little more but it was cool that to see the part that kind of launched him um did just in general i thought it was a really well done show and i loved how each season they showed different ways you know different kind of corruption throughout baltimore it was incredibly well written and well shot so yeah definitely a big fan yeah it's one of the sh- it's one of the shows where everyone tells you to watch and that's kind of the one that you really should um although also know your know yourself and what you're like and what you'd like but uh you know people are like oh you gotta watch sons of anarchy anarchy you gotta go watch lost you gotta watch this and that and you know, you can't possibly watch everything. Plus, yeah, like, even now, I I just finished that, and I want to get into Better Call Saul. And everyone's like, "Oh, you're telling me about the Deuce," and then someone else is telling me about Mindhunter, and someone else is telling me about this. It's like, man, I, I just if there was a there was a bit that Andy Samberg did for the Emmys where he locked himself in a, a shelter basically for an uh-huh. entire year yeah, so he could that. catch up on all TV, and then he sits down at the dinner table and he's like, "All right, I'm all caught up," and everyone's like, "Have you seen?" this have you the new thing yeah yeah well it's yeah it's like uh do you go back and rewatch shows like the wire and lost or do you do you stay current with like stranger things yeah um and like shows like the deuce and then there's like all these great documentaries that are coming out there's actually a rolling stone documentary 
airing on HBO on the 7th and the 8th, I just saw. Um, yeah, there's supposed then, to be a really great documentary on Steven Spielberg on HBO that I've been meaning to I see. did watch that, and that's definitely a must-see. That's a must see. That's It's so great. So, yeah. yeah. Give it a watch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from Matt Hayes' uh, AFI Top 100 Classic Movies Corner, um, I watched uh, Citizen Kane last night. Number one, speaking of lists. Rosebud. Did you know that Rosebud was, uh, I guess, Howard Hughes' pet name for his mistress's vagina? That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so, it's like, uh, so I, I, well, they couldn't, like, yeah, back back in those days, that's they couldn't necessarily make a movie about that, so they went, uh, know, yeah, just uh, like, childhood sled instead. Yeah. Well, that's going to do us from Matt and Bob. That was our analysis. Um, next week, we got a new South Park and a new Curb. We'll touch on those um, as well as whatever comes into our fantasy, fan, <laughs> fantastical brains. All right, that's going to do it. Later. <laughs>